Well, should we <laughs> should we try recording a show before anything else goes wrong? I mean, we've been trying for a fucking half hour. You might as well give it a shot. <laughs> I I think God's telling us no, but I mean, we'll give it a whirl. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock, sitting here with my friend Biscuit, my co-host, who I haven't seen in ages. Uh, actually, Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> can I borrow a couple of bucks? <laughs> oh. Give me some iodine. Our, our, our last episode was what, like five months ago? Six months ago? <laughs> It's at least four, yeah. I mean, just shit went sideways, and we both had priorities and something, something. I'm not sorry. So so after half a year of not recording an episode, we're going to jump in with, like, an Alex Jones impersonation right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, just to get everybody settled back in. <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, honestly, why not? I mean... Fucking Jesus has been trying to stop this recording from happening, so I mean, <laughs> might as well get it going. <laughs> uh, for the listeners who have no idea what Biscuit is talking about, basically, uh, so many things happened. I started a new job. I was incredibly busy. Uh, that's taken a while to get, like, sort of a regular schedule where I can know my free time. Uh, between that and like technical difficulties, I think we've been trying for the entire month of September to arrange a meeting, but something always happens that prevents us from recording. And even today, our equipment decided to unleash gremlins upon the earth. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always been a problem, but usually not this bad. And, you know, <laughs> in my end, I've had job stuff too. You know, I. Walked out of a butcher shop on a um, vacation island on Fourth of July weekend. So <laughs> um, I didn't just burn that bridge. I like drone struck that fucking thing. <laughs> I had to, I had to find something new. So I took priority. Blah blah blah. I'm working again. Happy go lucky. Um, but we're here now. So if, I mean, we probably got like upwards of two emails. It's 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 been quite some time. Actually, before we even get to the mailbag, say something positive. Um, I'm working again, <laughs> and Alex Jones is fucked. <laughs> uh, is he? Well, I mean, he's gonna drag it out for years, and it's not like he's got that to give him. But I mean. Boy, they come down hard on his ass. Well, I mean, he's already using this as a fundraising opportunity because he's a gigantic piece of shit. Yes, he is. and But, I mean, he's not going to get a billion dollars from people, you know. He's going to sell his filters that take the fluoride out of your water so your son's not gay and whatever. And he'll get a little bit, but, I mean, he is... He really got kicked in the nuts. Mm. But at the same time, is he ever going to have to pay that amount of money? No. No. Like, well, I mean, the, 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 there's no way he has that amount of money. He's definitely not like a Forbes billionaire list person or whatever. No, he's uh, currently valued online at minus $900 million. <laughs> so 
Um, I'm richer than him. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he had like a hundred million kicking around that they could take from him. Oh, I'm sure there's some dirty shit going on with him, but we'll find out. He's going to drag his feet as long as he possibly can, which, I mean, honestly, even if he wasn't such a fucking puke is the right move. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. I listened to um, the recording of him while it was going down live, the verdict, and it was actually it was honestly kind of boring. He was just like, Aah! Let's go for more and like not taking it seriously. So it's not as satisfying as it should be. No. No. Oh, well. eh, and that's about all I have to say on that one. Fuck Alex Jones. Okay. All right. Oh, oh hold on. I got this. Say something positive. <laughs> well, we're recording. <laughs> yeah. I, that you. I would have lost that bet about 15 <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> what were you betting on? Uh, I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm literally, this guy here I'm talking to, this sock guy, like, he's on Twitter, like, why aren't you responding to me? I'm writing back, like, I fucking am. <laughs> and then it just all shows up, like, nothing was working. It's as bad as it's ever been, <laughs> which... Hopefully, we'll be able to say that about this entire show. What? <laughs> uh, if I do have to say something positive, I did start a new job. Uh, it's pretty fun and exciting. I'm not going to be an, uh, an English teacher anymore. But, uh, hey, life it, goes it's, on. It's nice to start new jobs. I got an offer for one that's really good, but I'm not going to get it because... Um, I mean, they had a pee-pee test, and that's not going to go so good. <laughs> what is it with Americans and their drug tests? I don't think I have ever had to take a drug test for any job, ever. It's, it, the dumbest shit about this is, I, I was like, all right, I'm done with this food and bev bullshit. I'm, I stopped for like three fucking months. I interview at this place. I crush the interview. I'm like, I'm getting this job. And then I don't hear back from them for two fucking months. So, I mean, obviously, I don't think I'm still in the running. So I get back on the green. And then, you know, two days after I do that, they make me a job offer. Like, God, fuck! <laughs> but, you know, at least I got something else in the meantime. So it'll be fine. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So the the opening portion. Jeez, I don't even remember how to host this show anymore. the The first thing is done. Can we can we open up the mailbag? Yeah. Don't don't we say let's move on with the show? Or, uh, oh, I, the, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Okay. Let's open up a fucking mailbag. <laughs> okay. So first of all, let's move on with the show. Biscuit, can we open up the mailbag? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So here's the situation with the mailbag. Uh, we did get some mail in the six months that we were inactive. 
Surprise, surprise. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> now, the, the downside of it is that most of it was does Biscuit know sort of emails. <laughs> Spoiler, probably not. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm not going to bother with those. Like We've done this bit like a couple times, like and now they're getting a little bit ridiculous. Like, you know, like does Biscuit know the capital of Kenya? Or something like that. Like <laughs> it's just a bunch of people call me an idiot. That's <laughs> awesome. I got a master's degree, you motherfuckers. I ain't scared of you. Like we we've tested Biscuit's abilities in geography and I think history, maybe even American civics. Uh like I, I'm not just gonna like randomly quiz Biscuit at the beginning of every show, like, do you know like the name of the president of Zanzibar or something like, like we, we, we I mean that's not fair neither did they before they looked it up fuck you <laughs> uh okay I mean, throw, you can throw one or two at me if you and he tickled your fancy well that, that that I just kind of shove them to the side like there is that one do you know the capital of Kenya <laughs> marathon winning guy Stan <laughs> Uh, so you can clearly see, listeners, the answer to the question, does Biscuit know? The answer is no. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but fun fact, in Kenya, there is a resort that there are giraffes that they like, walk up to your balcony and you can pet them. So I know that. Fuck y'all. <laughs> okay, the capital is Nairobi. Sounds great. <laughs> uh, unless unless you send an email asking some sort of sports trivia, Biscuit's not going to know the answer to whatever question it is you want to know. Probably not. Um, one of the emails, and there's actually from me, because I got the Twitter account suspended. I didn't know how else to reach you. <laughs> did I don't remember seeing that. Did, did I just delete that and move on? <laughs> Maybe that, or maybe I fucked up and sent it to somebody else. I don't know. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me check the trash. Okay, that's. It should be in the last like week and a half or so. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not very good at this. If I can miss miss an email from my co-host. Yeah, yeah. Good thing I sent that. Keep the communication rolling. Oh, here it is. Why did yeah. I... <laughs> Why did I not know? Oh, because it's in among all the spam. I was marked as spam. No, it's like for some reason it's grouped. Like you know how like Gmail has all those weird groupings, like promotions and social and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. for some reason it's in with like the promotions for some reason like all the emails i get from like uh soundcloud or whatever telling me to you know sign up for a new blah 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 um well yeah i got it suspended for a while which disappointed you know the three people that look at it but <laughs> we got it back i caved they're still full of shit but i realized i wasn't gonna teach them a lesson because they don't fucking care so. no no, they don't. Okay. Well, uh, okay, so your email is here. It makes me wonder how many other emails I've missed. Have I missed, like, a fuckload of emails? 
Seems that way. No, no, I've got them all grouped here. It's like a bunch of people asking if you know stuff. <laughs> you guys are mean. <laughs> they are. Okay, actually, uh, okay, so some more uh, real email. Well, I don't even know if I can call this real email. But um, <laughs> Jane from Parts Unknown says balls. Agreed. <laughs> I wonder if she was trying to add to the sentence that uh, started being made. D- do you remember this was happening in our episodes? Uh, vaguely. I don't right? Like some much. guy wrote the word the, and then someone oh, else yeah. wrote like dog. The balls. All right. <laughs> well, no, I think we are at the dog is, maybe, is how far we were either at the dog or the dog is, and now maybe the dog is balls. I trust it. <laughs> okay, so if you're following along with the sentence that we're building in very slow time through the mailbag, we're, we're at the dog is balls. <laughs> we'll have a paragraph in like five years. <laughs> okay, and I got another email from George. Uh, he says, uh, fuck you and thanks. Well, fuck you and thanks too, George, you <laughs> piece of shit. Okay, and uh, I don't have any more mail for us, Biscuit. (laughs) Man, it's amazing this thing that's basically inactive isn't getting a lot of reach out. (laughs) Uh, But we're... uh, Whatever. Okay, anyway, uh, how about we close up the mailbag and move on with the show? Yeah, why not? Okay. See what you got. All right. Biscuit. What? Casinos. I've been. Okay, great. Thank you for listening, pod people. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I love love the imitation that uh, (laughs) Biscuit does of our theme musics. Okay, anyway, uh, Biscuit Casinos, you've been to many casinos? I wouldn't say many. I've been to like five. How much money would you say you've lost in a casino? At overall or at overall? Once? Overall. I'm probably like two grand or something. I go in with a couple hundred bucks, and when it's gone, it's gone. I don't run to the ATM. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like buying Bitcoin. You know, I walk in with a handful expecting to leave without it. I have my fun, then that's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of taking revenge on the casino for you losing that couple hundred bucks? No, nah, I mean, it's my dumbass that did it, so. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and and that's the thing about casinos, right? Is like, you, you lose money. Like, nobody really makes money on casinos. Not overall. One time I walked out with like 500 bucks, and every other time I've lost everything. Mm-hmm. And then you had your fist up your ass or something. And then I had my fist up my ass. Yes, that's a callback. <laughs> that is a very long callback. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about a man named John Burgess. Don't know him. Good. I, I didn't expect you to. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a test to see your knowledge. Uh, but uh, No, those are all in the emails, you fucking <laughs> spirited bastards. 
<laughs> okay, let me tell you a little bit about John Burgess. Now, first of all, I'll say that uh, John Burgess was born in Hungary. Uh, so I'm assuming that his actual name is Janos Birgesh. Uh, but he immigrated to America, and everyone just called him John Burgess, so that's what I'm going to call him. Yeah, it's like when... That, that's what we do over here. Like, we look at España, and we're like, no, nah, that's hard, you're Spain. <laughs> anyway, regardless, John Burgess, uh, born in Hungary in 1922. Let me tell you a little bit about this man. Uh, he was... We, we don't know very much about his history, except that when he was born... And uh, he also flew uh, military missions for the Luftwaffe in World War II. So we already know he's kind of a dick. Yeah, weren't they kind of um, Nazi-y? Yes, and uh, Hungary were their fascist allies for quite some time as well. So, you know, you know. Usually when you're helping Nazis, that's frowned upon yeah that would be the advice i would give in life is uh, don't fly military missions for the luftwaffe during a nazi german rule yeah i mean i think it'd be pretty hard to do right now regardless but (laughs) if you get an opportunity say no (laughs) okay so uh he flew military missions for the luftwaffe and uh we don't know how much of this is like you know true or 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 whatever exaggerations he gave we just know that he was a pilot he also uh you know sort of honed his skills while fighting soviet forces as they were invading hungary because everyone remembers world war ii soviets from one side the other allies coming from the other slamming in on berlin and uh in 1948 he was captured and sent to Siberia. Which is a great place. <laughs> Not at all a cliche for, like, hell. <laughs> well, he was flying missions for the Luftwaffe, so what are you going to do with him when the war is over? Ship him to Siberia, I guess. Yeah, I mean, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 25 years of hard labor. Good. Builds character. <laughs> but luckily he was released after eight and a half years and repatriated to Hungary. Oh, I mean, lucky for him. I, I wouldn't have been like yay at the time, but mm-hmm. good for him. Uh, this little stint in Siberia was probably actually quite good for him because he ended up getting involved in the uh, the Hungarian uprising in November 1956, where he was captured by Soviet forces, again, because the Soviets invaded Hungary, and uh, being able to speak Russian was an asset to him in this situation. Well, tale as old as time, you can speak other languages, you can get out of some shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he and his wife at the time managed to escape with the help of fellow Hungarian revolutionaries, and they traveled to the United States, where there were no invading Soviets at the time. So was his wife in Siberia, or was she just like, all right, be seeing you? No, 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 his wife was in Hungary. Okay. Like, he, he, this is from Hungary now, right? So he was in yeah. Siberia, he was released back to Hungary, he was captured by the Russians during the... The okay, Hungarian right. Uprising. And uh, then he was able to escape during all of that. And then he fled Hungary, moved across Europe. And in 1957, he lands in the United States. Yeah, he was looking around like, this shit is not going well. Why don't we go that way? 
Yeah, things generally aren't going well if you have Soviet tanks running around. Well, I mean, thankfully, all is quiet there nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no Russians being where they shouldn't be at the moment. No, not at no, all. I haven't heard anything. <laughs> anyway, so uh, him and his wife Elizabeth uh, landed in New Jersey. They eventually found their way to California. <laughs> they landed in New Jersey and were like, "Ah, shit, let's go back to <laughs> Siberia." Mm, I'm not sure that. No, well, I've been to Jersey. Why? What's that? I've been there once because I took the wrong fucking exit. But yeah, like, but like, if you're gonna go visit New York or something, you don't like get a hotel in New York. You get a hotel in New Jersey. You do? <laughs> you don't? No. <laughs> so what do you do when you visit New York? I, I, I take the bill and take it on the chin. I'm, I've literally been. I've driven through New Jersey. <laughs> you must be a very rich man then, because hotels in New York Actually, are... Actually, I'm full of shit. I've been to Atlantic City. But, um... <laughs> so, other than that... But the... went to a casino there. <laughs> but the... I'm, I'm tying it all together, folks. Okay. What? Right now. <laughs> But but this is the thing, right? It's like it's the, the even people who who work in New York, they'll live in New Jersey and commute, right? Because it's much cheaper. Yeah, well, there's a reason for that. It's a toilet. <laughs> but okay, but who hasn't lived in like a subpar living situation in order to reduce their expenses? Yeah, I've been there. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've wrapped that up, anyway, he didn't stay in New Jersey long. He eventually went to work in California. That's a bit of a hike. Good for him. <laughs> I don't think that he's... one I can say definitively. I've never been. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh... you're like fascinating. <laughs> it's not. It really isn't. No, you're like. Please shut up. <laughs> Back to John Burgess. Uh... <laughs> He eventually um, found himself uh, being quite successful. He was a very in, in. He had a lot of ingenuity. Uh, went on to work in various fields: steel manufacturing, landscaping. Uh, he even ended up opening a uh, restaurant at one point. So he becomes like a big businessman. He's got a lot of successful businesses going on. Uh, he kind of does the whole American dream thing. Yeah, remember when we used to have that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's be honest, you never really had that. Like, it was possible for a few successful people, and John Burgess just happened to be one of them. Yeah, no, it's all a lie. Don't come here. It sucks. Yeah, it's like, who is it? Was it John Carling or whatever that said, like, it's like they call it the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it? That's a good quote. <laughs> it's not mine, so <laughs> it's going to be better. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> the whole point is is that he makes like a lot of money. Okay, and he's making bank. Yeah, exactly. Now, unfortunately, he wasn't very uh, nice to either his two sons. He eventually had two sons, uh, his wife or either of his sons. He was not a kind husband or father to them. 
Uh, he used to beat his wife quite often, and uh, he used his sons as free labor once they were old enough. Oh, that was very common around then. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And uh, eventually, he and his wife divorced. Uh, she went on to live on, in a trailer on his property because she wanted to be close to her children, right? So they divorced, but like she's just living just not far away. That is an awkward situation. Yes, it became especially awkward when she, quote, committed suicide, end quote, by overdosing on alcohol and Valium. She, quote, committed suicide. Yeah, it's uh, officially it's been ruled as a suicide. Like, uh, John Burgess has never been implicated in her death directly, but, like, it seems kind of suspicious. It, you know, it's 1973 or uh, 1975, actually, is when she died. Even now, women don't have it great, and I'm sure that the people at the time were just like, meh, whatever. Yeah, it probably wasn't, well, I mean, I'm, no, I am going to speculate, actually. It may well have not been intentional. She's just like, eh, if I die, I die. <laughs> uh, it, it, I'm it's, not happy. This sucks. It, it's entirely possible that she was murdered by him in some way. Uh, who's to say? It doesn't matter. I don't, I don't feel uh, ashamed throwing allegations at him because he's dead now and you can't slander the dead. Yeah, I mean, come at me, bro. <laughs> okay, after his wife's uh, suicide, he started to neglect his businesses a little bit, and he also became kind of addicted to gambling. Well, not kind of. He was addicted to gambling. I, I kind of figured we were getting there, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he's got all these very successful businesses. He's got a lot of money hanging around. He would spend a lot of time around Lake Tahoe, and, uh, you know, visiting the casinos there. He was regularly welcome at the high roller tables. Uh, and I don't, I've, I've never been to a casino in the USA, but I, I'm sure that the high roller tables, you've got to be putting up a lot of money to be sitting at them. Oh, yeah. I mean, there are like poker tables. You can play like 10 grand a hand, mm-hmm. which is insanity. Like, I play like the fucking nickel slots. <laughs> Uh, I think also when it comes to uh, high roller tables, they usually give you like free drinks and, and free bedroom and stuff like that too. Oh yeah, they they make it very tempting for you to show up because they know you're going to lose your ass. So yeah. They'll gladly eat like five grand of amenities because they know you're going to spend half a million dollars or whatever. <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to make is that he's gambling with a lot of money. Yeah, he's he's not so good with his finances. It, well, yeah, I mean, like, it, yeah, of course. If you're gambling, you're losing money, basically. Now, th- this continued for, you know, quite some time. Uh, eventually, in 1978, his restaurant, quote, burned down, end quote. Um, right after he took out a giant insurance policy on it. <laughs> I, I was like, whoopsies. I don't think it was anything that suspicious, but like it, that he, you know, took it out and then, then the very next day it burned down. But he did get, you know, about $350,000 worth of insurance money off of his, uh, his restaurant burning down. We call it a happy accident. <laughs> Again, I can't prove anything, 
there's never been any criminal charges pressed about it, but you can't slander the dead. I'm just going to say he probably burned his restaurant down. I'm fine with it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Of course, he eventually lost all of that, too. Eventually, he's going into bankruptcy because of all his gambling debts. Yeah, it's insane. Some, I'm, I'll try to keep this short, but like you can go look up like athletes present day that made like five hundred million dollars and they're broke because they like playing the ponies. It's insane mm-hmm. how you can lose that much money. Well, yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like you know you you put down a hundred thousand dollars on something. It's like thinking that it's going to turn into you know five million on one shot. You can lose money pretty quickly. Yeah. All mm-hmm. you got to do is hit the next one. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. in the hole now, but I got a good feeling. <laughs> okay. So uh, it's at this point that, you know, uh, John Burgess is kind of blaming his losses on the casinos themselves. Yeah, they'll do that too. I mean, I mean, it's like any other addiction. It's like it's it's fault. It's not that I'm fucking up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I I think there's been stuff like lawsuits in the past too, where like people have said, you know, the casino never should have let me gamble that much money. Well, yeah, and the casino always wins because they're like, well, we didn't hold a fucking gun to your head. You did it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, too, is like I'm not going to excuse casinos either because it's a predatory industry. Oh, I mean, very much so. I mean, you know all the cliches, how they don't have clocks inside and all that shit. Yeah, no windows, no clocks, and all that other stuff. Yeah, they they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But you should know what you're doing, too, if you're walking into one. Yeah. And at but. the same time, it's like, you know, should we really allow things that, you know, entice people to, ad- oh, whatever. This is not really the story for for what we're doing right now. Hold on, i got to mute so I can cough. And this point, I'm filling time. Um, now sponsored by Atlantic City. Come see us. Oh, Such God. a great place. Okay, stop. Biscuit doesn't remember going there. Yep, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, so at this point, John Burgess, he's got a plan. And I'm sure if we're talking about it, it was a good one. Well, here's what he does. He gathers up his two sons, John and James. Who love him very much. Yes. And uh, he drives them up to uh, a, uh, a construction site for a local dam. Okay. And they steal a thousand pounds of dynamite. I like where this is going. <laughs> uh, his sons ostensibly have no idea what it's for, but like they help their dad steal dynamite. Maybe as like a bonding thing. I don't know. If my dad asked me to help him steal a thousand pounds of dynamite, I might be like, "What?" <laughs> it might be like, "Why?" <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm just gonna use them like Lincoln logs and like build a nice recreation of. Some Siberian shit. <laughs> okay, so now, the morning of August 26, 1980, three men dressed up as workers roll 
uh, sort of a machine covered in a tarp with IBM written onto the side into Harvey's Resort, Resort Hotel Casino. Machines kind of vague. It think about something as like roughly the size of a photocopy machine. <laughs> it just had written "not full of dynamite" on it. <laughs> you already see where this is going. It was full of dynamite, of course. Okay, so the people were John Burgess, uh, Will Brown, and Terry Hall, two of his friends, dressed up like IBM workers, rolling a machine covered in a tarp that has IBM written on the side of the tarp. So basically, they look like servicemen. They even took the service elevator to bring this there. And nobody was like, so we don't recall ordering a tarp machine today, but all all right, in you go. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, um, well, whatever, Uh, not eventually, eventually someone described, like eventually comes across it. Uh, There's a envelope with a three page extortion note with the machine. I mean, usually don't you want to kind of get to the point with those? Well, here's the thing, and this is where things get really crazy, because John Burgess was a smart man, right? He's he's doing all kinds of manufacturing stuff, and he built what is quite possibly one of the most ingenious or, could we say, non-diffusible bombs ever. And... Like, bombing shit's hard. Like, those almost always fail. Yeah. And, uh, like, you can look up pictures of this machine online. I'll put links in the description. But, basically, it's the size of a photocopy machine. And I'll just detail it a little bit for you. But, basically, it's... Think of it as, like, a, a, a large metal box with, like, a smaller metal box on the top. And the topmost box, like, the smaller one, had about like 30 switches on it, like those little metal switches that like flick on and off. And the note... It's like a breaker box. Yeah, pretty much, right? And basically the note said it's like flicking these switches in the correct combination will allow the bomb to be disarmed, right? So it's like you need to like, okay, the first one needs to be up, the second one needs to be down, the third one needs to be up, right? So you have to like have a precise combination of all these switches in order to defuse the bomb or deactivate it basically so that you can like open it and dispose of it. Inside, as detailed according to the extortion note, there were hanging pendulums and special foil surfaces designed so that if the bomb was moved or attempts were made to take it apart, it could short it and cause it to explode. This was a really, really ingenious bomb. I was just thinking, like, we got any listeners under the age of 25, they're like, what the fuck's a photocopy machine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Deep thoughts with Biscuit. Continue. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, right? Like, we're talking, like, 1980s photocopier size. Like, a modern photocopy machine sits on your desk, right? It's like, Yeah. Yeah, back then it was like a fucking building. Yeah, it, it's basically the size of a desk, I guess you could say. There we go. Now we've 
gotten everybody on board. It's just it's a big metal box, right? Big metal box. It's a big metal box that goes boom. Yeah, exactly. And because of the way it was set up with like all these hanging wires and like special surfaces and pendulums, you couldn't move it out of the building. You couldn't cut into the metal box in order to diffuse it because you might end up like shorting one of the safety wires that well it's not really a safety wire the trigger wires like it's an unsafety wire yeah exactly right this bomb was described as undefusible there was nothing you could do you couldn't move it you couldn't cut into it everything was taken care of like the only thing you could do was pay the ransom flick the switches into the certain combination and then deal with it right unless you know the combination of this bomb there's nothing you can do about it I mean, you could guess and hope you're really lucky. It is a casino. (laughs) Anyway, the FBI decided that this bomb was so dangerous that there was no way they were moving it out of the building. Like, they were like, we're not removing this from the building. We're going to have to try and defuse it in place. At which point, the owner of the casino decided, yeah, there's no way I'm paying the ransom if that's the case understandable on both sides honestly <laughs> pretty much the note demanded 3 million in cash like the 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 typical you know criminal stuff it's like unmarked bills uh, no tracking devices 100 dollars denominations and all that stuff yeah blah yeah. blah blah no ink packs so yeah, on and so yeah. forth no dye packs etc now here's where stuff gets really funny is because he gave a set of incredibly detailed instructions and I'm not going to lay them all out for you because like they, they're very confusing, but he wanted all the money loaded into a helicopter and then he gave all these detailed instructions to go out basically to the middle of the woods uh, to drop it off at this location and all this stuff and then he would call later and give them the combination to the bomb. The The point I'm trying to make is the the instructions were so complicated that the helicopter delivering the ransom and it wasn't a ransom it was just like a bag full of paper or something like the fbi didn't put that they, they were going to try and sting and, and catch him in the act of, of like course. collecting the ransom but it was so complicated the helicopter pilot just eventually had to give up and go home well, I bet his superiors didn't care much for that. <laughs> well, no, his superiors... Like, this is hard! <laughs> but his superiors didn't know what else to do, right? Like, he was he tried to find the ransom drop-off point, right? Like, it's not like he, he... He just said, no, it's hard, and went home. His superiors were like, well, you've tried for, like, you know, a couple hours. Then, whatever. Completely unrelated, but this is funny, so I have to mention it. I just got a pop-up on my screen... That this Zoom meeting has ended. No shit. <laughs> that that is the Zoom meeting we were attempting to have, <laughs> like an hour, ago. like an hour ago. Really, at this point. it didn't work. <laughs> okay, so helicopter guy is like, I, I don't know, and they're like, me either. <laughs> so anyway. The complicated instructions didn't work. The ransom drop didn't work, uh, obviously. And then the attempt to capture John Burgess. And they, they still don't know who's behind this at this point. It didn't work. So the, the only thing that's left for them to do is try and defuse the bomb. Which, okay. It, 
doesn't sound promising at this point. <laughs> well, the FBI actually came up with a very ingenious sort of thing, is because the top section, the one I was mentioning with all the switches, right, it had connecting wires just underneath. And now they couldn't cut into the metal box because there's just no way it would trip like the uh, the the safety wire, or the danger wires, as you call them, or whatever before. But they decided that they would put like a series of shaped explosives in between the two boxes, and then the force of the explosion would cut through the wires. I don't know if you're familiar with a shape charge biscuit. <laughs> well, according to our emails, I don't. <laughs> a shape <You> charge. Fuckers. <laughs> A shape charge is just an explosive that's designed to deliver a lot of force in like a very small area, right? So think of it as like a, a very focused explosion. And so their idea was like put one of those along the top box and then cut through the trigger mechanism and then disarm it. So it's like a concussion grenade sort of thing that's just supposed to pop in one little area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Anyway, so on August 27, 1980, the casino was leveled. Well, <laughs> that that implies something didn't work. Obviously, it didn't work. It just triggered the whole bomb. That's a shame. <laughs> uh, you can actually see videos of this on YouTube of like the the whole casino didn't collapse, but like it left a big gaping hole in the middle of it. Well, it had to be substantial if the guy was just like, fuck it, knock it down. <laughs> the casino actually cashed in on this because as repairs were continuing, they kind of put up windows around like the hole in the middle of the casino so you could like gamble and like look through the window and see them rebuilding the, the, the bomb explosion. <laughs> Here's where you would have died a little while ago. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, Burgess was kind of mad that he didn't get the payment, but he kind of felt that he had done well because the explosion sort of took it out. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then he showed up and he played poker. <laughs> According to the people around him, his sons and the two men who helped him move the, uh, the bomb into the casino in the first place, he actually immediately started plotting a new uh, bomb plot for the same place? No, 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 no. For a different casino. This, like, I, I say, man, he's fucking mad. <laughs> I think Harvey's Harvey's Resort and Casino was where he probably lost most of his money, so he wanted to do them first. But like, no one ever just gambles at one casino. I suppose not. Yeah. So he eventually went on to like say, all right, I'm going to plot to target these other ones. It didn't matter because he was eventually arrested when his son, John Jr., uh, mentioned the details of the plot to a girl he was dating, and then she reported it to the police and then the FBI, and eventually he was persuaded to, ch to turn on his father, basically. Yeah, I mean, they'll make you flip pretty quick mm -hmm. once they got you. Yeah. Uh, he was sentenced to life in prison. Uh, at age 74, he died of liver cancer. What was he, drinking like toilet hooch? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Well, I mean, fuck him, what's he gonna do? He died drinking prison wine. <laughs> you can't slander the dead. 
Goddamn right. Goddamn right. Biscuit, what have we learned from this? Um, gamble responsibly, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they got a phone number that's got like that thing that when playing isn't fun anymore, you can call us. <laughs> so maybe do that instead of trying to blow people up. Mm, maybe just don't gamble. I think gambling's fine as long as you, I mean, do it the way that I do. It's, I got this much money that I'm okay with all my responsibilities if I lose it. I'm going to go have fun with this. If I make something awesome, I'm probably not going to. And then that's it. Was it wasn't there like a Mitch Hedberg joke talking about how like he, he, he went to casinos with like a Velcro wallet or something like that? Uh, probably that one. I love Mish. That one doesn't ring a bell. I think but, it does. Um, yeah, that, it's like he, he he was talking about how he made a mistake going to a casino with like a Velcro wallet. So it's like every time, like you know, he's got to take out more money. Is there that sound as he's like opening the Velcro? It's like uh-huh. oh, that's the sound of my addiction. Like and talking about how horrible it was. Well, he had some other addictions too. Uh, um, yeah. Well, uh, that's what we've learned today. Is go fucking listen to some Mitch Hedberg because <laughs> god damn he was good that was a, that we the world lost a legend when he died yeah I mean, what's your favorite Mitch Hedberg joke uh dogs are forever in the push-up position <laughs> <laughs> I think I think when he made that joke immediately after he was like that joke is dumb I'm aware of that which is even funnier <laughs> Yeah, no, he, yeah. I used to do drugs. I still do drugs, but I used to too. <laughs> All right, great that we can finish finish the show on on a high note with like using somebody else's jokes. Go watch the Mitch Hedberg if you haven't. It's just un. Nobody's ever recreated him. No, no, and nobody ever will. Uh, speaking of, you know endorsements plugs biscuit do we have any um, I, I thought I did my plug which was go what? Bruins <laughs> okay <laughs> that, that's what I got <laughs> I don't have anything to plug either uh, biscuit uh, let's end the show no, no, you gotta say all the, you gotta do the thing. Oh, all the right. Stuff. Yeah, we are really out of practice. Okay, so bigbadnonsense at gmail.com, email address, Twitter at bigbadnonsense. Uh, we are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, probably. I haven't checked the account in a bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're also available on Stitcher and some other stuff. Tune in. Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, yeah, we're on Spotify. Um, the, I got four fingers up. There's a fifth one. I whatever. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know where to find this podcast. Yeah, and tell somebody else, you fucking fucks. And maybe we'll get back to a regular schedule of releasing episodes. Yeah. We should be able to get better at it because I got weekends off now, which, I, despite how this started, it should, in theory, make things easier. <laughs> and with that, thanks. It's been great to know that you've been listening. Bye. Happy Halloween, motherfuckers. <laughs>
if this episode comes out before then. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see about that. All right, we'll be talking to you, and you'll get a bunch of messages at once. Okay. (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Peace out, yo.